Welcome to an instant reaction edition of the Mini Break Podcast here at Crack Rackets. We talk about it all the time. This mini break meant to break down the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. And we have a storyline, folks, after our Friday uh, morning session of play. Novak Djokovic, the match of the morning. He fights off three match points to advance to the final in Dubai. 2-6-7-6-6-1 over Gael Monfils. What a match, folks. And, you know, on this instant reaction pod, that's all we're going to be talking about. I just wanted to get this out to you as soon as possible for any of you who had the chance to see this match because it was incredible. And going into the match, Novak Djokovic, a prohibitive favorite, not only was he 16-0 and on the year, and not only had he yet to drop a set in this tournament in Dubai, but he was 16-0 and lifetime going into this one against Gael Monfils. Now, to Gael Monfils' credit going into this match, I believe he and Djokovic, number one and two in terms of most matches won on the ATP Tour during the 2020 season. You talk about what Monfils has done this week in Dubai, three straight set wins for him over Fuchovic, Uchiyama, and then Gasquet. He also won his last event uh, actually, I think he's won his last two events. Uh, he won in Rotterdam, and then he won uh, in Marseille, I believe, uh, the week before that as well. So both of these guys coming in on long winning, uh, over 10 match winning streaks. And I mean, from the get-go, the level of tennis we got from Gael Monfils was just it was stunning. I mean, Novak Djokovic, right? You think about him. He's the brick wall. You're never going to get a ball by him. You're never going to get a ball all around him. He's never going to break down. He's just going to persist. Well, that was Gael Monfils in set one. Just there was no way for Djokovic to penetrate the court at all. There was no way for him to play any sort of offense. And we talked about this on our mini break yesterday. In fact, I talked about it on today's mini break. Novak Djokovic playing so well. He's turned to the drop shot plenty, you know, quite frequently and with plenty uh, of ease throughout the week. It's just everything's working for him. So as their opponent, you're three feet behind the baseline. Cause you're like, oh, is he going to go big cross? Is he going to go big line? What's he going to be doing? Um, and Djokovic has just taken advantage of that court positioning. I, I mentioned this yesterday. Matt Will is positing the theory, you know, Djokovic working that drop shot to get ready for the inevitable clay court showdown he'll have uh, with Rafa Nadal, hopefully at the French Open. Um, look, Djokovic, I mean, it, it, despite all that, Djokovic was trying to go cross court, short angle, line, all of these different things, and it just. It wasn't working. I mean, for Djokovic in that first set, you look at the numbers. He made 76% of his first points, uh, of his first serves. Monfils only made 55. You think, uh, you know, on the surface, you're like, oh, okay, Djokovic probably wins that set. Nope. Novak Djokovic on serve in the set, 21 of 42. So he only wins 50% of his service points. Monfils, 16 of 22. Gael went 11 of 22 on the first serve, 5 of 10 on the second serve. Gael was a brick wall. And I mean, and you could tell though, physically, I mean, these points, 10 to 15 uh, shot exchanges, there's just nothing really, I mean, either guy could do to find any sort of crease. Of course, you talk about as good as Novak Djokovic is, maybe the one weakness he has compared to other top level players. And this isn't even a weakness. It's just a comparative, I guess, less of a strength is he can't just crank the forehand, you know, 130 miles per hour at will. Gael Monfils does have that sort of capability. Gael Monfils, you know, Djokovic wanted to move forward just to change the rhythm of the match, and Monfils so quick, uh, he gets that ball, he knocks off a passing shot down the line before you can even do anything about it. It was just the perfect set for Gael Monfils in set one, and then, you know, set two started, and Gael Monfils had a, I believe he served 
for the match, up 5-4 in that second set. I don't remember if that was nice. No, I think Djokovic served first in that second set. Um, I don't remember if there was a break of serve. I know Djokovic certainly had. Oh, in fact, there wasn't. It was the other way, excuse me. Djokovic had, I think, was three or four set points in that 5-6 service game for Gael Monfils. I mean, Djokovic undoubtedly stepped up his level, kept making first serves, kept that at a 76% clip, uh, you know, 155% of those points, 60% of his second serve points. But Djokovic went into brick wall mode. He was like, okay, we're just going to make this a match of who can extend it more physically, who can win the 20 to 25 ball rallies that him and Monfils were playing with actual, you know, somewhat frequency. And, you know, you never you never bet against Novak Djokovic in those situations. Djokovic earning himself uh, four set points in that 6-5 game. Monfils coming up with a couple of big first serves, a serve and volley, just a big plus one uh, on some of those points. <coughs> Excuse me. He just... I mean, he was really good, and you know, for him, it was the points on first serve when he could get a plus one ball when he could take control of the point. I mean, that made all the difference in the world. And you know, Djokovic with his backhand, you never want to go cross court with it. But Monfils is one of those guys with the gumption to do that, with uh, the sort of confidence to go down the line with his backhand to keep Djokovic off rhythm. And you know, you give Monfils enough time on a forehand, he can crank it down the line as he did a couple of instances in this match. Uh, and then we got to the breaker, and it felt like going into that tie break, Novak Djokovic had all of the momentum, and then all of a sudden, Gael Monfils goes up a mini break 5-2, and then, you know, beyond that 5-2, the, the way things stood, Djokovic split his service points. Gael Monfils, three match points, the first two of which came on serve, and he missed the first serve on the ad side. I was watching it with Parker Thieneman, with Daniel Westhoff, uh, my roommates, and I, we had the discussion, and it was, hey, all right, does he hit a first serve here? Do you go big? You, you're 0-16 against this guy. You have three match points. You got to go big on this second serve, right? And Monfils does. He goes big down the tee. Djokovic gets his forehand on the ball. Just deep, neutral return. Gets the point, the rally back to even. They play, I think it was a 15-ball exchange. Uh, ends up with a Monfils error long. So that's 6-4. Now you get another match point on your serve. Misses another first serve. Uh, second serve wasn't as adventurous. Still to the Djokovic forehand, which is always the play. Got into that body. Another long exchange. Another unforced error from Gael Monfils. And I will say this. Undoubtedly, he got tight. I mean, he was playing big in the moments before that to earn the match point at up 4-3 mini break with Djokovic serving. Uh, oh, I think he actually broke both points, I guess, 4-6-3 because it was 4-3 at that point. Uh, Djokovic and him playing this little backhand exchange. Djokovic gets stretched all the way out, just manages to barely get his hands on the ball. Gael has time to sit on a backhand and just opened up beautifully down the line for a backhand to take the 5-3 lead there. That sort of shot, once he got to match point, he just wasn't going after it. And the unforced errors he produced, they were more you know tight. They were more neutral ball rally errors than him going for anything crazy or going for a winner to put Djokovic away. He played not to lose in those moments. And Djokovic, who I think I saw this stat from Bastian Fashan. I, I apologize if I butchered his name. Uh, you talk about his Twitter account. It's at uh, Bastian Fashan. Excuse me. It is F-A-C-H-A-N is how you spell that last name. And he just tweeted this out. Djokovic has now saved... 47 match points in 15 wins. I mean, we'll get to that. And spoiler, Djokovic again winning this match 6-1 in the third. And, you know, Djokovic able to flip the script at 6-0. You could just see it in his face. He was like, yep, 
Did you expect anything different? That five, six point big first serve, big plus one forehand down the line. He just, he made it look so easy, so casual. And, you know, Djokovic, again, those 47 match points and 15 wins he's faced for comparison. Nadal saved 31 match points and 14 wins. Murray, 32 match points and 11 wins. Federer, 62 match points in 22 wins. I mean, that's crazy. And, I mean, Djokovic did it in Wimbledon last year. It's why you could – he's done it at the U.S. Open multiple times before as well. It's why you can make the clay case that there's just never been a guy this clutch. He, he's going to make the return. He's going to keep doing his things. And just to beat him, you're like, okay, dude, now that I have match point on him, should I try and be consistent? Well, that's not going to work because you can't be more consistent than Novak Djokovic. Should I try and be too aggressive? Well, that's not going to work because I'm nervous. I'm going to force myself into easy errors. And there's just nothing you can do. And what was so funny is Djokovic up, I think he took a 7-6 lead on serve. He hits a big serve out wide, had a plus one forehand, and he missed it wide. And after he had made a couple of plus one forehands to fight off match points, you're like, oh, wow, is Novak Djokovic nervous now? And then, you know, no, it, it, you get to the 8-9 point. They're on serve. Monfils serving, misses the first serve again. Uh, then there's some sort of interaction with the crowd. He talks to the chair umpire, ruins his rhythm. And look, anyone who's played tennis know when something like that happens, there's going to be a double fault. You take that long of a pause between the first and second serves, it's because you're nervous. It's because, you know, you're just thinking a little bit too long. And you saw Monfils exhale uh, before he hit that second serve. Say, okay, center yourself, Gail. Just make this second serve. And he double faulted the set away. You know, 10-8, and you could just see it on his face in that moment. This match is over. Djokovic had officially broken him. And yes, Gael Monfils held in his first service game of the third, but Djokovic runs away with that third set for the 6-1 victory. And in terms of big takeaways, you know, what what else, what are you going to learn from Novak Djokovic in an ATP 500 match that you didn't know already? But, I mean, the guy's 17-0 again to start a season. This isn't the first time he's done that. And that might be the most ridiculous thing. And he just, even when he's not playing his first, ten- his best tennis throughout a match or physically, just it's not the same Novak Djokovic we saw in 2015. It doesn't matter because he just has so many different tools he can turn to, so many different, whether it's offensive or defensive tactics. And they were all on display and they were all needed against Guillaume Monfils, who you know, he's plenty comfortable parking five feet behind the back baseline and just grinding away as well. And, you know, Gael Monfils, again, he was on a what? A 9 plus 3 was a 12-match winning streak heading into this match. His only loss this season came at the Australian Open to Dominic team in straight sets uh, and then to Djokovic earlier in the season at the ATP Cup. That's it. You know, that's the sort of level it's taken to for, to beat Gael Monfils this season. And for Gael Monfils, this is a heartbreaker. You know, 0-16 you have three match points on Novak Djokovic in this moment. It felt like everything's going your way, and it didn't. And, of course, that's brutal. Uh, but for him, I mean, what a level of performance and a, a much-needed week of rest. You could tell each and every point. I talk about Djokovic's consistency. I mean, starting at the halfway point of that second set, because that first set was 6-2, but that, that was as physical of a set as you'll get in tennis. I mean, Midway through that second set, in between every point, Gael Monfils, hand on the hips. He slouched over. He just looked spent. And that's what Novak Djokovic can do to you. Now Djokovic is going to have a really fun match with Stefano Tsitsipas. I should say really fun for us from a viewing perspective. Djokovic is going to have to bounce back physically, which it seems like he can that third set. I mean, he seemed fine. He ran away with that third 
Uh, but Tsitsipas is going to attack, and at any time you get the contrast of one of the next-gen guys versus one of the big three. Uh, obviously, that's something we enjoy, and you know, you talk about that Tsitsipas-Djokovic uh, head-to-head matchup. It's not as though Stefano Tsitsipas hasn't had some success. Tsitsipas 2-2 two and two against Djokovic in their career. He beat him in Shanghai in three sets on outdoor hard courts, and in fact, he's 2-0 on outdoor hard courts, beating Djokovic in um, Canada in 2018 in three sets as well. Now, you know, the last time they played on the indoor hard courts of Paris, Djokovic a one and two winner. But certainly, Stefano Tsitsipas will have chances. You have to think physically after his match today against Dan Evans, in which he rolled. Uh, he's definitely the more comfortable, probably, or, you know, physically the more, will be the more recovered of the two players. But special performance from Novak Djokovic. And again, Djokovic is what right now? I think he's age 32, maybe 33. At this point, and I mean, yeah, the 32-year-old just—it's just ridiculous. I mean, I know Nadal, 33, and he did this last year as well, but it's just crazy to see these guys continue this uh, level of play uh, this late into their careers. And of course, I should say right now in the live rankings, feels worth noting as of this moment, Djokovic number one, Nadal number two, Dominic Team right now is sitting at number three in the live rankings. That is not something I expected. Uh, I mean, certainly you expected it eventually, but it's a weird sight. And you look at it, it goes Team, Medvedev, four, uh, Federer 4, Medvedev 5, Tsitsipas 6, Zverev 7, Berrettini 8. The next gen's here, folks. It's happening. It's in front of our eyes. And look, Tsitsipas, if he manages to knock off Djokovic tomorrow, he's not going to jump to number 5 in the rankings. But, I mean, it, it's no surprise to see uh, these guys uh, continue to nip at the heels of Djokovic, and it's really fun that we're going to get a big three next-gen matchup, but that's the instant reaction. It was an incredible match, and if that's the level of play we're going to get all weekend, it should be another really fun level of tennis to listen to those weekend mini-break podcasts. You're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon, and now that's if you want to listen to it in podcast form. The good news is for you listeners out there, you want to listen to it for free, uh, you can go find it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel at Cracked Rackets. Uh, those will be video weekend pods to keep those available for you. Although, seriously, go check the Patreon out because there's some other video stuff we do on that that we don't release out to uh, the public, such as when we're able to do interviews in person that I think all of you will really enjoy. And, of course, because we get to do this full-time now, podcasts like these instant reactions are possible. So, seriously, a big thank you uh, to all of you Patreon contributors who have already taken the time to go check that out. But with that in mind, shout-out to the super producer, Daniel Westhoff, who I'm not going to swear about the job he has to do so he can get this released as quickly as possible. But just know that he has a job to do each and every day as he continues to do. But... For Daniel Westhoff, uh, for our friends at both the Tennis Channel Podcast Network and Crack Rackets, I'm Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, and we'll see you all this weekend, everyone. Thanks. Thanks.